So how are you? We. How are we? Everyone is well? You are well? Yap and Niels are well? Yes. And we have, we have other people with us. Sean and Julian, hello. Hello. So you've just been explaining a little bit uh, about where you are with the farm, have you? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Julian asked us the question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. And so where are you this week? What's going on this week? Um, well, we are trying to figure out if we're going to start this season with a market garden or are we going to delay till November? Mm-hmm. It's a big puzzle. Yeah. We hope that it's feasible to start this year, but planning-wise, this could be a, a big challenge. Mm-hmm. So we're uh, hoping to lay an egg on, on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Last week, yeah. last week we, we, we explained a little bit about the start of the market garden and it was right from our heart. So we wanted to start tomorrow, but um, this last week we, we, we went more and more into our heads. And, um, and get some ideas about planning and, and financials. So maybe it's better to, to de- delay it. And it's, it's a delay of a few months on a project of 20 plus years. So mm. uh, yeah, it's not too bad. That's not too bad. Yeah. But it's yeah. a process, it's a learning process. Although, yeah, I guess it's, yeah. And that thing around timing is really a, a learning thing, isn't it? A learning process, kind of putting things more into the long term and the immediate because we definitely live much more in the immediate yeah and it's it's the, what we talked about last week about the succession in the forest um, mm-hmm. and there's also timing um, when 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 seeds are germinating and uh, when uh, when they are growing and, and, and other animals and species are, are um, acting in the, in the ecosystem this is also you, you can only start once right I think, mm-hmm. um, and it's not uh, a business, uh, a tech business where we can, where we have uh, a big uh, load of money. We can pivot. Yeah, and we can pivot. Yeah. <laughs> well, a pivot is very slow pivot, I think. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the, the reason we were hoping to start this season is, of course, for the story. Mm-hmm. So local community, we need, to, we need to take the local community into our story of a regenerative farm or what it is. And it's best explained on the side itself. So if you're standing in a market garden and you can show people what you're doing and, and, and take them, look at them at the horizon and, 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 and point them where the tree systems are going to be and how it's going to look and have pictures ready. And so that was the, that was the, the image we envision of how we are going to spend our days this year on the, on the, on the market garden. But then, yeah, right. like what Jaap said, there, is a, there are a lot of other, um, there are a lot of other factors that come into play. And also one is that we live a, an hour drive away from the, from the piece of land. There's no uh, possibility of, of living there or being there at the moment. So we have to drive every day for two hours. One uh, and uh, and we also have uh, two young families. Mm-hmm. We have two small children at home, so maybe that's not the. Yeah. Yeah, and then there was this this. Yeah, we need to start right, and it doesn't mean we can just we, we can start small and and, uh, and 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 well just try on error. That's okay, uh, but it, it should not be a mess. 
Mm. And what you get is when, when you do a thing in hasty and have a, a, you're not living there, that the chances are that it's going to be a mess and mm -hmm. the wrong image, I think. Yeah. I think something you said there, which obviously uh, kind of links us to what we were going to talk about today, the story, you were talking about the story for the community and how you introduce them to what you're doing and how you kind of bring them along. And I think that was what that was kind of one of the things we thought we were going to talk about today. But yeah. I also uh, kind of reminded, uh, so Niels, you made the good point at the end of our last discussion, that it is called a good conversation. And so rather than just us talking, it's good that others are joining the conversation. Yeah. So I'd be really interested to uh, know Julian and uh, Sean, maybe start with Julian, kind of just sort of who you are and what your interest is. Um, yeah, so I'm currently in uh, in Denmark. Um, I finished my degree here. Um, looking for a job in either Denmark, the Netherlands, maybe Germany. Um, and currently doing an internship at Climate Farmers. Um and just have a personal big interest in regenerative agriculture. Uh, and I, I did finish the, the soil food web uh, courses by Dr. Elaine Ingham. So um, I'm very curious to, to hear about what your plans are and uh, yeah, see how you're going forward. Right, thanks Julian. And Sean? Yeah, good morning everybody. Uh, I'm in Tipperary in Ireland. Uh, I'm, I'm an organic farmer for the last 15 years uh, and I'm like yourselves, I'm on a journey of, of learning and I, I suppose uh, <clears throat> that's why I'm here this morning. Um, actually this morning earlier, I, I actually went out and I gathered some uh, leaf mold uh, with the plan to, to, to uh, boil some potatoes and, and, and uh, add in some sea salt and uh, with the leaf mold and create uh, what the uh, you know, it's relating to the Korean natural farming uh, um, preparations. So that, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, so yes, uh, I, I also keep uh, broiler chickens and, and I try to uh, grow more trees on the farm. But at the moment, it's really just planting in uh, field corners and extending boundaries. Uh, I do need, I, I do plan to go more into maybe uh, increasing the, the diversity in terms of uh, fruit crops and, and uh, biodiversity value uh, on the farm. I, I keep broiler chickens. I got, I got uh, 120 uh, or 30 uh, day old chicks uh, yesterday. Uh, so that's, 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 a, that's an up um, also on the farm and I might give you the name of the farm. It's Clan Cannon Bio Farm. And uh, uh, I, I studied ecology in, in university. So we do a little bit of environmental education with primary and secondary school students when we don't have COVID. And then also what is a little bit of ecotourism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that, that that's kind of a summary of where we're at. Mm. I, I suppose the, if I could learn from you guys, I, I'd like to, I'd like to um, learn how to engage more with community. This is, this is an area I would like to, to develop, develop more. Mm. Yeah. Great. Right. Well, I think that's the thing everyone's trying to learn, isn't it? How to engage, how to tell the story with the community. So it's, it's interesting, Sean, from your point of view. So um, you're coming from the, an, an organic background. Yeah. And uh, I know, uh, yeah, we, we spoke about this a little bit before, didn't we? I think so it's kind of the, the complexity that comes a little bit from everybody having a slightly different story 
uh, and having a slightly different area of focus uh, and whether those slightly different areas of focus sort of complicate a bigger storytelling, whether those slightly different areas of focus make it harder to engage with communities, for example. Uh, well, yeah, well, in the Netherlands, I know I only know how, how they do that in the Netherlands. So uh, you have rules about the organic about organic farming. So you have to, 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 to follow these rules to be certified as organic. And um, it seems that now we are further in, 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 in time. Um, it's not um, a mean anymore, it's an end. So um, do, we, how, do I say that right? Mm -hmm. So um, everyone is, is, is busy to, to, to um, fit in those rules and not looking anymore at what is what what's nature what does nature need etc etc um, and the the thing of regeneration of regenerative agriculture is that it's it's more open so there is not cert, not yet certification they are trying to do something i think now in in in, in states to to develop a certification but in the netherlands it's now it's open so you can call yourself regenerative farmer um, and um, the thing is that what we want to do with the farm is um, we want to invite people on the farm and let them uh, certificate us so they can see how we grow the food uh, and that we don't put any um, fertilizers or pesticides or uh, etc. chemical uh, in, in the ground or on, on, on the plants. And, and that we are doing this uh, regenerative uh, principles we, we applying at the farm. So, um, but still, it's a different story to tell because everyone in the Netherlands knows uh, the organic story and we have labels for it. So they can go to the supermarket or to a, a farmer's shop and then now know with the label on the product, this is organic, so it's good. And I is it. So why isn't a, 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 a product without a label, but with a story of that it's regenerative, uh, not good? Is it? So that's that's something. But that's more. It's not not to um, to have a discussion about is certification good or bad. Because I think in some way you have to regulate because uh, in, when you don't, you can, like greenwashing, you have the regenerative washing. Mm -hmm. But how can we create something that, that is not uh, filled with, with dogmas uh, and, 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 and that, that, it's, that the certification is a mean for the farmer instead of getting an end? Do you understand me, Sean? Because I, um, um, you are you are here the organic farmer, and we have a lot of respect for farmers because we we um, uh, maybe you don't know we don't have any knowledge about so practical knowledge about farming. We are new in this uh, in this area, and we th this is our learning journey. So, uh, but we are we have a background in business and in business development and in communicate communication, and we want to. Well, um, so, and, and I think this connection with, with organic farmers and their knowledge and our knowledge about how, how do we sell 
this this good work of us ours that's uh, that's uh, of value but so it's not that i i want to uh, to say uh, certification or organic is is not good but, but it's so i hope you understand uh, it's, it's from an old system so it depends which which classes you look at at agriculture is it is it the agriculture from the the old system we are living in now the industrial agriculture that should feed the world or can we look from a different perspective and see a whole lot of you know, indigenous people having farms the way we always did and that they also feed the world it's a, it's a completely different perspective and i think certification is 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 something that is derived from the from from the system we are in now we need certification and when you start thinking about local communities and food and farms and then well there there is i think no place for certification because well, the people that are are active in the farm it's not only the farmers it's also the consumers um, they are walking certificates <laughs> yeah that's that uh, oh do you do you uh, i i'm i'm very curious about your view on this sean yeah well well um <clears throat> I think certification is important, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and my, my uh, uh, I suppose, reasoning for going towards re regenerative, progressing organic towards regenerative is the kind of holistic approach of, of, of uh, building biodiversity, improving water quality, uh, that, that holistic and, and, and community well-being, uh, all these things together. Uh, so... Uh, I suppose for recognition, I think you probably do need a certification, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and you know, you will have rogues and you will have cowboys <clears throat> or girls or whatever. And, and so I think you, you certification is, 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 is important, I think, you know. But is it important for telling the story? Is, is it important? For, or te just for telling our story. Is it important for telling your story? Mm. <clears throat> Well, uh, for telling your story, maybe not. But if you're going to be selling produce, uh, I, I, I think you know a label and a brand uh, it, it resonates with people. I think you know, and they can have a, they can have a connection with it. Uh, I think it's just mm -hmm. my opinion. Are you now? Are you selling? Uh, are you direct selling to your community? Yes, yes, I am. Um, I'm direct selling uh, broiler chickens. I, I, I sell some um, maybe pigs uh, at a young stage and to other organic farmers and, and they take them to pork or bacon. Uh, I sell um, uh, uh, potatoes and vegetables. Mm -hmm. uh, at the moment, mostly mostly at farm gate. A little bit into a little bit into um, some uh, cafes and restaurants, but I'm, I'm small scale enough really in the gardening and, and uh, to be honest, I, I'm, I'm at, my, at the moment I'm on my own, so so um, I, I don't have woofers. I have had woofers from, from different countries, and I don't have woofers at the moment. So so my story this year again is is a kind of evolving, depending how 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 uh, things open up and so forth. Hmm. Yeah. Sean, do you think that the certification is important for even selling to the local community? If you're so if your you know your your reputation, if you like, is about the relationship that you have with the community close by 
And so do you think the certification is kind of helpful even at that local level, that local scale, that they kind of that they they want that uh, they want that reassurance that comes from a, a label? Um, uh, probably, probably not necessary because if you have people coming onto the farm uh, and they, they come to see your practices and they come to to, to recognize the, the, the character and, and uh, trust the person uh, and the ethos of the person, yeah, that, that, that can be enough. That can be better than anything else, probably. Like, you know what I mean? At, 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 that, at that local scale with, with good connection and they're, they're getting involved and hands-on and so forth. Uh, probably not necessary at that stage. Mm. But if you're selling into a town and there's not as much engagement or, or whatever, it, it can be slightly different, maybe, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. So that's then also back to the story, maybe. So the story about regeneration, it's, it's, it should be told on a much uh, broader spectrum than, than uh, well, the, the, the story of agriculture we tell now. Because that's the supermarket does that for us, mm-hmm. and there's yeah. I think uh, I think at the moment the, the story of regenerative has to, uh, has to go wider and 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 use social media and and uh, as much platform as we can because of the of the of the not just the local but the global challenges or, or to to the natural world. And so in Ireland we have a regenerative farming uh, on Facebook and there's some. I don't know a couple of thousand members on that, and 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 uh, <clears throat> I think it's a great platform for for convincing or and gradually converting, uh, you know, <clears throat> or, or or putting putting a different story before people, like you know what I mean, and and showcasing case studies and different things. Like so, and that and that's kind of that's mainly communicating communicating to the farm into the farming community, is it, or is it also starting to bring in? Um, kind of the, the 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 people who buy from them, kind of yeah, people. It, it, it's not just exclusive, not exclusively farmers. It's it, it's householders. It's business people can, that can have an interest in that, and 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 they can be joined join the Facebook uh, group or whatever. Yeah, and so it's it's a good platform for sharing and learning. Mm. Yeah, people engage in the story of the generation. Um, yes, um, a number of initiatives in Ireland are, are, are helping that. Uh, like, for example, uh, a different initiative is what's called Farming for Nature. And, and uh, so that, that, you know, it's not, it's not a different brand to regenerative. It, you know, it, it is it, it's something similar, but something different too. But, you know, it, it has a lot of similarities. Uh, and uh, that's been running for the last uh, since 2018, and, and it, it, it's a great initiative. Uh, and it, it, it's again, as I say, it's been it's showcasing people. And it gets onto the national media, and 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 uh, so that that that's 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 a great way to get farmers thinking. And also, we over the last couple of years, we have had what, what's called a biofarm conference, mm-hmm. an, an annual conference, and. Uh, Again, getting in great speakers and 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 from from the soil food web and uh, um, and uh, lots of great speakers from, and people coming up from America. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's it's interesting to see the number of conventional farmers that are attending these now in the last couple of years. So so there is there is a movement and and so I think uh, uh, keeping the communication going and and even even in our national farming newspaper now they're starting to talk more about soil biology. Uh, so, so then again, uh, 
it, it might not be totally regenerative, but it, it's, a, it's a mindset, it's evidence of a mindset change. Like, mm. so. Julian, I'm, I'm curious, what was your degree in? Uh, just in environmental science. Um, right, okay. And so what's your, what's your feeling around the story behind kind of behind the, the regenerate, regenerative movement? And uh, what, yeah, what's your feeling about that? Um, I, I think it's, it's, it's a the story that has many different aspects. Um, first of all, of course, it's a clear movement away from the input heavy uh, models of agriculture. I mean, even organic can be very input and work heavy um, if, you're, if you're tilling all the time. Um, and so I think key to the to what I've understood so far, key to the regenerative uh, paradigm, if you would call it that, um, is the is the focus on life. Um, and uh, you mentioned it before, and I, you said that you were talking about it last week um, about succession. Um, so about life and especially the ecosystem uh, in general, but. On top of that, I think one thing that is uh, not highlighted enough is sort of this, I, I think it's also um, a movement that has the farmer, the grower, uh, anyone with the knowledge working the land, uh, taking sort of their own, um, yeah, taking a certain power back uh, and trusting on their own experience because in the end, they are the ones who know the land the best. Um, and, and so this is a movement away from external advisors coming to the farm, trying to sell them products that may or may not be as helpful. Um, and it, it sort of has a, a bit of a mysticism around it as well, because it's no longer focused on, we need X amount of NPK um, and instead, uh, or even saying we we need this and this kind of mycorrhiza and this and that kind of nematode and fungi whatsoever. It's just we need this amount of bacteria, fungi, nematodes, protozoa. Um, well, that's a very sort of food web heavy interpretation of it. But um, just the ecosystem as a whole, making sure that all the key species, all the key levels uh, are present. That that is sort of my interpretation of the regenerative paradigm. Mm. And how, I mean, clearly, it's the kind of big question, which it can't be answered sort of uh, in this, but I think the general kind of direction of travel with this sort of conversation a little bit is, you know, how, how do, what is the best way of translating this story, translating these ideas to consumers at large? Because I guess for what you're saying, Julian, for farmers to have confidence in the ability to kind of trust their instincts, is you know there is a kind of a confidence that by working this way clearly is better for the land but also means that you know they're producing produce and things that people want to buy and if they're doing that there is there is a kind of requirement for the regenerative story to um to kind of to spread further in some ways and so i'm kind of curious what you know what we sort of think around what what needs to happen for that to start flowing more easily to get the communication out. Um, yeah, and I guess the, the understanding of what this is, because, you know, like, so Sean, for example, you, you know, lots of long-term experience with organic. There's a lot of sort of story around that. If, I, if I'm if i a consumer 
do I need to, is it important for me to understand the difference between organic and regenerative? And, uh, you know, how do we, you know, how best to start, if it is important to understand that difference, how, how best to help me understand that difference? Or is it not important that I understand that difference for the time being? I think the, the the main difference is is clearly the focus on uh, biodiversity, and in in Dutch it's called uh, or one of the synonyms that is used for regenerative agriculture is native uh, nature inclusive agriculture, um, and I th I think that that also captures this the sentiment quite well, um, and so yes, of course, organic is already uh, much better than conventional agriculture um but it, it's still um no i i don't want to make a comparison between good and bad and organic and regenerative um but it's i i think there's still the the the, the it, it's still very uh based on practices that are supposed to increase biodiversity and increase soil life um, while there is not always the understanding of how this works out in practice. Um, so it's always trying. <clears throat> and in regenerative, I, I think it's also about, well, regenerative nowadays is very driven from smallholder farmers, <clears throat> I feel like. Um, so it's it's not the hundreds or thousands of hectares big farms that are mostly doing this. Um, they are in a different mindset, I think. Um, and and so of course, being in a small, um, having this small operation allows you to uh, to take different approaches. Um, you, you're not producing a commodity, and that I think that's the the key highlight um, for selling. To your local community it's yeah you're not producing the commodity for the world market but something that you hope is appreciated by the people in your community i had um, a couple of years back when we started thinking about future generations that was for, for, for me it was the the it's, it's still the cornerstone of everything we do so everything we do project to future, future generations. So what will seven generations after us, um, what will they think about what I'm doing now? And then, then of course, you have always the, the, the big, big tech uh, uh, promises. And yeah? so they always say, well, well, we will solve this. So go ahead, we will solve this with technology uh, somewhere later on. I think mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a promise that that's not true. So. And it's also the same as with the story of regeneration and getting our story told for the regenerative farm to the community is also okay. So what we do now should be sustainable now for us, should produce food and, and, and biodiversity, etc. Uh, but we also have to think about the future generations. Mm. That's, that should also, also be in balance. And that's, that's, I think, a story that people can understand and have a feeling with, especially when they have children. Mm -hmm. of, their, of their own so um, 
because when we we, we talk about soil life and, and and biodiversity, it's for oh, probably the, all the people joining in this conversation will find it very interesting and it's very activating as well. But there's a lot of people that just go to the supermarket and I just read that they're in Holland they're starting startups that are heavily invested in that that deliver food at your door and within 15 minutes. So you order 15 minutes later someone at your door bringing food. So we're so detached detached from from the whole where does food food come from story that that um, well I don't, don't think it has any point of trying to explain at the moment so well th th this is how soil life works and this is how plant grows and you should eat this instead of that and, uh, but when you start talking about the children and the children's children and their lives mm -hmm. that's that's something that will trick us yeah sure yeah, um, yes, I, I certainly agree with that point that, that uh, the supermarket is almost seen as the food producer, yeah. you know. Uh, but going back to what uh, uh, Julian said there about the, the ecosystem as a whole, uh, I, I think we need to maybe uh, bring a focus uh, to nature and uh, uh, almost highlight the keystone species, let's say, like, for example, the dung beetle. A uh, very, very important creature. Uh, and just make the connections then of the web of life of how the, the dung beetle might be feeding on, on, on the, on the uh, intestinal uh, worms or whatever that could be infecting your animals. But the dung beetle is also a food source for the birds. And, and, and make the connection through that, through that web of life uh, and, and show the beauty and the design of, of the different creatures and organisms and even in, in the freshwater ecology, uh, an area I have an interest in, in, um, in also. So, and, and, you know, the species richness in swarms and connect that, connect that to, to, to the pollinators and the food. And so making the connections between the wildlife and the food, mm. uh, um, I think, would be an important thing, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And I think that one of the things coming so I'm sort of a bit conscious of time because we do try and sort of keep this to, to half an hour so everyone can get back to, to their lives. Um, but it, I guess the, the thing that's kind of interesting around that, Sean, the, uh, is it's kind of making the story real, isn't it? It's making the story kind of tangible in a way. I like the observation too that actually people think that the that food comes from a supermarket, is produced by the supermarket, uh, and starting to kind of... Um, Kind of challenge that storytelling a little bit with some of those kind of uh, real life circle of life ideas i think is, is really kind of interesting and i think one of the things that i was just thinking about listening to you speak is when i think about telling the storytelling it's the lens that i'm looking through a little bit is actually industrial scale storytelling which is the same kind of the same kind of problematic lens actually and maybe a lot of what we're sort of talking about here like like you were saying at the beginning Niels, in a way actually that you know your your community are your walking certificates and actually to worry less about industrial scale storytelling and to trust in the kind of in the the kind of more person to person uh, sort of producer to community storytelling and try and sort of encourage the storytelling on that sort of scale to replicate as much as possible um, so that it, it kind of grows a little bit more ground up. Yeah, I think that's also the basis of well, what Sheen asked earlier, like how do you build this community? Mm. 
starts on a local scale with, with people that are involved, not only a customer, but they are involved, maybe also in the decision making of the farm, mm. thinking about future generation. Yeah. We are actually thinking about uh, writing a, a child's book mm -hmm. and about soil and, and the things that live in the soil. And, and, and so, so we get the story to bed. So parents <laughs> yeah. read it to the children and then come to the farm and see it in real life. Maybe we can mm. a connection there on that, on that level. So, yeah. And as Sean's saying, the hero of your story can be the dung beetle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe it's the main character. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, don't, everyone. Don't, don't um, be afraid to talk about waste. Um, of, right, of, yeah. all, of all of mm. all uh, different uh, categories. Mm -hmm. Sorry to interrupt you there. No, no, that's good. <laughs> and, and you know, Julian, uh, um, I went to a workshop before with with with, with uh, a guy who. Uh, I was probably the most knowledgeable person I ever met in my life in terms of he could speak about freshwater ecology, he could speak about botany, he could speak about uh, mycology. But he had a workshop one day on the wonderful world of dung. Mm. You know, so, so, it, and it's, it, it, you could give a, more than a day at it because with the, when you bring the fungi into it and, and the dung beetles and everything into it, and it is quite a story, like really, like, you know what I mean? The strategies for, for getting around the field. And, and all these things, yeah. So, yeah, so I think on that, the idea that shit isn't shit is probably a good place to end. I think it's a nice start for the next week. <laughs> shit isn't shit. There we go. Yeah. What ends begins. Okay, good. That's where we can go next week. All right. Thank you, Thanks guys. So thank you, Julian. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Yap. Thank you, Niels. And thank you, everybody listening. Really appreciate you um, taking part. And thank you very much. Keep Thanks. well. Talk to you next week, hopefully. Yeah. Right. Yes. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.